Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, September 27, 2021. Stand up for your country. So President Biden got a boost today, pardon the pun, a booster shot. So you see the picture right here. There he is. Okay. Now, um, instead of getting the anti-COVID shot, I wanted him to get kind of a clarity shot so that he would see things more clearly. Is there a vaccine for that? Um, Because we have some pretty bad stuff going on here. But anyway, uh, the booster shot, COVID, he's got the mask on. I think he should add a hazmat suit myself, not just a mask, um, because people are still very, very frightened of uh, getting COVID. I was up in Boston over the weekend. I'm going to tell you about that uh, a little bit later on. A lot of very scared people up there, but not in the working class neighborhoods. It's very interesting. It's kind of split. Anyway, uh, that was it. Uh, I guess uh, Mr. Biden took a nap after that. I don't know. I didn't have really anything on his schedule. You got the little shot. Uh, I'm getting it. I'm getting the booster. And, uh, you know, I'm a kind of guy who has a lot to do. And I come into contact with a lot of people. And I don't want to give anybody COVID. That's my primary concern. Um, So the more uh, boosters or whatever, uh, I'm not afraid. If I turn into a werewolf, well, you know, that would be probably uh, raise my ratings, Um, you know, on the nights the uh, moon was full. So I'm not, you know, if I go, I go. I've always been that way. Always been a fatalist. I die, I die. I do the best I can. I don't take foolish chances, although in my younger days, I did some questionable things that I probably wouldn't do today, uh, like covering wars in a very aggressive way. I did that. Um, And we'll get into that some other time. But anyway, I'm getting a booster. And uh, I want to be protected. I want to protect other people because, again, I interact with an awful lot of people. So I'm not uh, sitting in my basement uh, eating canned fruit. Okay, let's get to the border. So this is a fascinating story. And again, it epitomizes the uh, foolishness that has swept over the United States of America. Number one, remember this picture. Put the picture up, please. Uh, The uh, Border Patrol guy uh, on horseback uh, trying to uh, prevent Haitian illegal immigrants from entering the USA. So uh, the picture's got that strap, um, and it looks like the guy might be hitting the poor migrant um, and President Biden, Vice President Harris went berserk. And all over the world, people believe that U.S. Border Patrol are now whipping poor migrants. That's what they see all over the world. Believe me, when Putin gets a hold of that, when she and China gets a hold of it, every uh, look at the United States. Okay. So what exactly happened? Well, I asked my staff, you know, to run it down. So the guy who took that picture is named Paul Ratchi. He's based in La Cruces, New Mexico. He's a freelance photographer. There's Paul. So um, the NBC affiliate in El Paso tracked him down and said, hey, Paul, yeah, what, what happened there? So uh, Paul Ratchi basically said this, the following. All right, some of the Haitian men started running trying to go around the horses, and that's when the whole thing happened. That's number one. Number two from Paul. I've never seen anybody whipped at all. 
the Border Patrol was swinging a whip or something, but I didn't see him strike anybody with it. And that picture is being misconstrued. So this is according to a photographer on the scene, eyewitness. All right, now, do I believe Paul? Yeah, I do. I believe him. Why wouldn't I? He's trying to make a living, freelance guy. It doesn't look like he's got any ideological um, bent. Maybe he does. I could be wrong. But if you are a uh, equestrian, um, I've, I've ridden quite extensively. If you're out in the bush, um, you bring a crop, what they call a crop. Now, I don't know whether that was a whip or not. I don't know. All I know is that Paul said he didn't see anybody get struck by it. So again, the president and vice president of the United States accuse the Border Patrol guy of whipping the Haitian. And that black skin color now makes this more intense. Okay, so that's where we are and that's what we know. Now, one of the few uh, good reporters in the country is a man named Peter Ducey, young guy, works for uh, Fox News. So he gets a chance to interview Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas. Go. The person who took these photos of the Border Patrol agents says, I've never seen them whip anyone. So why is the president out there today talking about people being strapped? So, so let me, let me, um, uh, let me correct uh, um, the statements in your question, if I may. It was on Friday. No, no, if, if, if I may. Um, uh, it was on Friday when I was, um, actually it was on Monday, I believe, um, when I was in Del Rio uh, on the ground, uh, and I made the statements uh, without having seen the images. I saw the images on the flight back, and I made the statement that I did with respect to what those images suggested. Um, uh, there, the horses have long reins, and uh, the image in the photograph uh, that we all saw and that horrified the nation raised serious questions about what it, let me finish uh, about what occurred, and of, as I stated quite clearly, it conjured up images of what has occurred in the past. Let me, let me finish. Uh, there's also a question of how one uses the horse and how one interacts with individuals with the horse. And so I'm going to let the investigation run its course. I'm not going to interfere with that investigation. The facts will be determined by the investigators and then the results will be driven by the facts that are determined. But that's not true. Okay, so the Biden administration has already banned horses by some parts of the border, and the guy in the photo has been taken out of the field and put on administrative leave. And as I said, the whole world thinks that U.S. Border Patrol whips poor migrants. All right, so Mayorkas, uh, you know, he doesn't know what to say. But this epitomizes the country that we live in now. So all the accusations, boom. You know, I'm glad Mayorkas is waiting for the investigation to run his course. But the damage is already done. And he's obviously way in over his head. Shouldn't be the Homeland Security chief. Look at him. I mean, come on. He's, he's a bureaucrat. So anyway, that's where we are on it. Um, even worse than that are the more than 12,000 Haitians who have come into the United States seeking asylum when they're 
all economic refugees, and the definition of asylum is it's a political act. If your life is being threatened because of your politics and other adjutants to that, then you can apply for asylum. Not if you're poor. But the Haitians want to come here because they're poor. There's no Tantan Makut anymore in Haiti under the Duvalier dictatorships. That's gone. It's just a destitute country. So anyway, um, Mallorca shows up on Fox News Sunday. Go. They're released on conditions, yes. and, and uh, approximately, I think it's about 10,000 or so, 12,000. Have been released. Yes. And of the 5,000 that are still in process? We will uh, make determinations whether they will be uh, returned uh, to uh, Haiti uh, based on our public health and public interest uh, authorities. So are we talking about a total of 12,000 or could it be even higher? It could, uh, it could be even higher. He has no blank an idea what it is. So we tried to track it down. It looks to me at this point that they deported or sent back to Haiti on planes at our expense, about 2,500 Haitian migrants. And about between 12 and 15,000 are floating around the USA right now, even as we speak. And government doesn't know where they are. Just release them. And they're unvaxxed, most of them. I don't think any of them have been tested for COVID. If they have, the government hasn't provided that information or any proof thereof, just put them on, on buses. They don't fly. They get on buses and they just go where they have people. So where they know someone. And, you know, there are 12,000 people in Haiti. We're supposed to take them all now? Everybody gets to come here and wait for years for their asylum hearing and 50% of them don't show up? Not just Haitians, everybody. About half don't show up. For the hearing. Anybody looking for him? No. No one's looking for him. So you see what the ruse is. You see what the con is. Okay. Now, in order to, to counter this horrible border catastrophe that Biden himself is responsible for, the progressive left has to attack. And they use replacement theory to do that. So replacement theory means that the federal government on purpose is letting poor people into the United States, hoping they will vote Democrat when they finally get around to being citizens and being able to vote. That's called replacement theory. It is deemed racist by the corrupt corporate media. So if you object to open borders, and, and you say, well, the reason that Biden and the Democrats want him is because they want to flood the zone and get more votes. And you can point to California on that. In 1999, there were 36% of registered voters in California were Republicans. 36%. Now it's 24%. Why? Because a flood of foreign nationals have gone into California, many of them legal residents, many of them legally. But the illegal residents are not supposed to be able to vote. But we all know that you can get around that. Not hard. Anyway, replacement theory is what the far left uses to brand people who say it's a political move to let all these migrants in as racists. 
So you know. So let's get to Biden himself. Do I believe that Joe Biden wants to flood the zone with foreign nationals to help the Democratic Party maintain power? Do I believe that he's thought that through and that is why he did what he did? I do not believe that. Oh, I can hear it. I can hear it now. You're already typing the letters. Here's why I don't believe it. Biden is incapable of doing that at this point in his life. The day that he took office, he overturned everything Trump did with executive orders. You all know that. One of them was the remain in Mexico policy, where if you applied for asylum, you had to wait until your hearing came in Mexico. Biden has knocked it out. He knocked out all things Trump to pander to his progressive base, his far left base, and the humped and the Trump haters. That's why he did everything. I know my party hates Trump. I'm going to do everything. Boom, 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 boom. Did he sit down with people and go, I want to do replacement theory? No. In my opinion, my humble opinion. Now, I could be wrong. Biden might be a lot smarter than I think he is. A lot more calculating than I think he is. It's possible. But based upon his actions on a day-to-day basis, I bet heavily against it. So Biden wanted to overturn everything Trump, and he did, which has led this country into disaster. Because Biden didn't think any of it through. Now, are there people who want replacement theory? Sure. Nancy Pelosi, for one, there's one right there. No doubt that she does. Okay. And, you know, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill, if you don't see it the way I see it, but have a reason. Okay. So the result of Afghanistan, wild spending, inflation, Border chaos is that Biden's getting pounded in the polls. New Harvard um, Harris poll asks about opinions comparing Trump to Biden. So the poll says that more people have a favorable opinion of Trump now, 48%, than Biden, 46%. The Harvard Harris internet poll, 1578 registered voters. 51% of respondents say Trump was a better president than Biden is. 49% say Biden's better than Trump. Vice President 55% say Mike Pence was better than Kamala Harris. That's a pretty shocking poll from a liberal outfit. Okay? And that means that the left has to step up attacks on Donald Trump. And that's why you saw Liz Cheney on 60 Minutes last night. Because Miss Cheney, Congresswoman Cheney, is a Trump hater. Okay. In the body of that interview, which was Leslie Stahl did it. I mean, I was, I like Leslie Stahl. She helped me out with my book, Killing Reagan. I won't say anything bad about her, but she, she missed some obvious opportunities. But one question she asked was, hey, Liz Cheney, you supported a lot of Trump policies. Roll it. I supported Donald Trump's policies. I voted with him something like 93% of the time because his policies uh, were, were the right ones in many ways. 
when I disagreed with him, I spoke out, but but not on, on not on character. On the issues that mattered for Wyoming, um, I stood with him. You know, you can say you disagree with him. You think that his character was bad, which it was. Um, all of those things. Uh, but the line that can't be crossed is what happened after the election. All right. So Liz Cheney believes that Donald Trump incited the attack on the U.S. Capitol. That's what she believes. All right. I don't believe that. And I'm going to get to Liz Cheney's father in a moment. The reason I don't believe that Donald Trump incited that violence at the Capitol is because I know for a fact when it happened, Trump was shocked. And he didn't know what to do. And it took him more than two hours to figure out what to do. And he was calling all over the place to get people's opinions on what to do. So if he incited it, if he wanted it, that would not have happened. So as usual, my analysis is fact-based. Liz Cheney's is not because she hates Donald Trump. Why? Roll the tape. I didn't like Cheney when he was a vice president. I don't like him now. And I don't like people that rat out everybody like he's doing in the book. I'm sure it'll be a bestseller, but isn't it a shame? Here's a guy that did a rotten job as vice president. Nobody liked him. Tremendous divisiveness. And he's going to make a lot of money on the book. I won't be reading it. All right. So if you are a daughter and someone says that about your father, you're not going to like him. That's what this is all about. And ironically, Dick Cheney was accused of exactly the same thing, not in the same way, that Donald Trump was accused of. Dick Cheney was accused, and you will remember this if you were a news consumer, of going into Iraq, promoting the Iraq war for oil profits. He, he incited the Iraq war to make money. Do you remember that? The same far-left cadre that just ruthlessly accused Cheney of stoking war for profit, ruthlessly accuses Trump of inciting the insurrection, and Liz Cheney buys in. Because of that, I do not believe Liz Cheney will hold her seat, her congressional seat in Wyoming. It's the only one in Wyoming. It's the least populated state in the union. The primary is August 16th, next August 16th, and then the general election is November 8th, 2022. I don't think Cheney, Liz Cheney is going to get by the primary, but we'll see. COVID. Now, this is another unbelievable story. So, only about 30% of African Americans in this country are vaccinated, according to the latest data. It's hard to get data, but I think that's close. Because of that, the far left is in a very, very tough position because it doesn't want to criticize African-Americans ever. If you read my column called The Rules on BillOReilly.com, you'll see. But now in New York City, you can't go into a restaurant or play or show or spa or gym or anything unless you have a vaccinated passport. So 
Last week in Carmine's restaurant in Times Square, there was a mini brawl because the restaurant tried to evict a couple of African-Americans who weren't vaxxed. Enter Black Lives Matter, who is now making COVID vaccinations a race matter. Roll the tape. Because the stats show that 72% of black people in this city from ages 18 to 44 are unvaccinated. So what is going to stop the Gestapo, I mean the NYPD? What is going to stop them from rounding up black folks? What's going to stop them from snatching black people off the train? Snatching snatching black people off the bus? What is going to stop them from doing this? We are. And she's threatening an uprising. (laughs) Okay, so Black Lives Matter now is on the side of some very conservative people. They both won't, don't want vax, mandatory vaccination. Isn't that strange bedfellows, as they say? All right, I'm campus at Penn State. 117 students have been thrown off campus, and I mean literally. They cannot step on a campus because they didn't get the COVID test and they aren't vaxxed. So 170 students suspended for missing at least three weeks of COVID testing. And they can't participate in anything. No virtual classes, nothing. Until they come back and show proof of vaccination or get a COVID test on campus. So Penn State says, we don't want you. And 117 students, they're out of it. Now, I wonder if they give those students a refund and tuition. I don't know. I'll find out. In Amherst College uh, in Massachusetts, um, they have unbelievable draconian rules for the kids. Now, I reported this on September 2nd. I'm just going to go down it fast. All students must wear two masks all the time, everywhere on campus. Two, not one, two. They have to be tested twice a week, all students. And they can't come out of their rooms. If they go to class, then they go back to the room. I guess they have to go to eat, but that's it. The only time you can take your mask down is to chew. So 400 students at Amherst sent an open letter to the administration saying, we can't do this. Now, it costs $77,000 a year to go to Amherst. Why would anybody go there? I can't answer that question. But I wanted to bring in a guest, uh, Angela Morabito. She is a uh, member of the Campus Reform Higher Education Group. But more importantly, she's a former press secretary for Department of Ed Chief Betsy Davos under President Trump. You hear me okay, uh, Ms. Morbito? I am. It's great to be with you, Bill. Thank you. We didn't test you before you you picked us up uh, in progress. So let's get your reaction to Amherst. I mean, this is the most extreme thing I've ever seen. But again, I can't I don't know why any student would ever go there under these circumstances. Do you? I really feel for these Amherst students. And as to why they're going there, it's generally because they're stuck. Amherst announced these draconian rules long after any of these students could transfer or make other plans for the semester. And look, it's not just anti-freedom what they're doing, it's anti-science. You have everybody on that campus is vaccinated, everyone there is wearing a mask, and if you believe those things work, there is no reason to essentially trap these students on campus. Okay, so the administration far, far left, Amherst very, very... uh 
radical left university. They're just doing it for a power play, do you think? Why do you think they're doing it? I believe that this is just one more opportunity for leftists to use coronavirus as an excuse to exert control. And look, this is happening at far more places than just Amherst. Actually, nearby at the University of Vermont, students were petitioning against their university administration because they suspended someone because they used the restroom at three in the morning without a mask on. They suspended someone who was caught studying in a study room alone without a mask on. This is far past anything having to do with science. This is about administrators who are, you know, too into their own power, and they believe that students check their rights at the campus gates. Okay, and I agree with you. I concur, it's, it's foolish and it's totalitarian. So let's go to American University in Washington, D.C. Apparently now they have segregated housing for students on campus. So I thought we were done with that, with the Civil Rights Acts, uh, but now it's been reimposed by American University. Tell me what's going on there. Right, American University is one of several colleges that is instating segregated housing. They have affinity housing only for black students. Many colleges are doing this. Uh, Western Washington University has just announced it. Uh, sorry, uh, these are colleges that are in the name of inclusion, they're actually excluding people Have there been any, and it undoes you... a lot of the beauty of what a college education should be you go to college to learn from people who are nothing sure. like yourself look, look. and yet at campus reform we're hearing from correspondents all the time who are saying wait a second my school is dividing us on the basis of race no doubt that that's happening in kindergarten now with the critical race theory divide the students has anybody sued that you know of about the segregated housing on American University and other places. There are no lawsuits that I know of at American University or elsewhere, but you look at how hard this is when students try to fight back. Campus reform has reported that years ago when students at Princeton, uh, of all races, wanted to use an affinity space designated for black students, other students actually policed that behavior and said, you shouldn't be there because your skin is the wrong color. And if that's not a tremendous step backwards I hope for somebody does. I don't know I what it is. I hope somebody does file a lawsuit to see what the courts would say about this. Now, James Madison University in Virginia has labeled uh, male, straight, cisgender, and Christian men oppressors. Is this just a joke or is this a serious thing at James Madison? I wish it was a joke, Bill. This is very serious. This is how James Madison was training their student employees to interact with incoming students. Gave this presentation and they divided the world into oppressed and oppressors. And if you are white, male, or Christian, you are an oppressor. And look, is it any wonder that men, young men in America, are foregoing four-year colleges in record numbers? I can't say I blame them. When I was at the Department of Ed, I saw up close how schools use Title IX kangaroo courts to just end men's academic careers and, and ruin yes. their future careers before they get started. That's one of the weapons that they use. Now, finally, Rutgers University in New Jersey and San Francisco State sponsored together a 9-11 event, and many of the speakers, including Sammy Al-Aryan, there's a blast from the past, boy, Sammy Al-Aryan, when I was on The Factor, this guy is the most uh, virulent America hater around. 
Anyway, they brought in these speakers to say the 9-11 attack was America's fault. Again, this is Rutgers University and San Francisco State. How outrageous is that? It's horrible. Look, we just had this 20th anniversary, and what do we say every year? We say never forget. But then you've got these professors who are not just saying we need to forget 9-11, but that we never ought to even teach this rising generation what that date means for our country. It's not just a huge insult to all those innocent people who lost their lives that day. It's tr you know tremendously troubling that the next generation of America's leaders could grow up thinking that America was at fault for 9-11 because these professors say we had it coming. I know. It's what the progressive movement is. We hate America. Angela, thanks very much. We appreciate it. Uh, I hope you stay in touch and because uh, this college thing is going to get worse, I think, in the next year or so. Um, I think so, too. Thank you very much. OK. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. So let's go to Woke Disney. You know, I've been picking on Disney. Um, I have been, I'll admit it. Uh, I think it's the most hypocritical um, company with the exception of Mercedes. Mercedes, if you want to research, just go Adolf Hitler Mercedes, okay? And now Mercedes is big woke company here. I'll get into that, but not today. We do Disney today. So Disney very woke, you all know that. Their front piece is the view, um, and the propaganda they spread is vicious, the Walt Disney Company. And it's huge, powerful conglomerate, and they're all over the place, movies, TV, music, you name it, they're in it. But if you want to go to Orlando, to Disney World, and you have two kids, family of four, you want to go there? Guess what a weekend now costs? Average weekend to go to Disney World in Orlando. Take a guess. 5,000 bucks. That's hotel, food, park admission. It is so absurd what they're charging there that poor and working class families can't go, especially if you have to fly there from another place and your kids want to go because they see the Disney Channel and they want to go. Now, this is, this is income inequality. You want to know what income inequality is? This. Because unless you're making a certain amount of income, you can't afford to go to Disney World. 
Now, you think maybe one or two, maybe a Monday or Tuesday or something, would have a discount night or discount day or, you know, something program where they could let working class and poor families in for a lesser fee? I think they had that, right? No. All they have is escalating stuff. I mean, you can pay up to two, $3,000 a day for unlimited passes and food or whatever they have. But for the other side, so Disney is the worst, okay? And I've been in this business a long time. And these people out there in Burbank, California, boy. All right. Heads up this week, spending bill, $1 billion infrastructure bill going to be voted on Thursday. 3.5 social and climate reconciliation bill. Still no date for the vote. Okay? This is big. When it happens or on a day, we'll, we'll get into it heavy. Mark Milley, the general, the head guy in the Pentagon, going to testify tomorrow about Afghanistan in front of the Senate Armed Services Committee. Now, my question is, what if they ask him about calling the Chinese military leader on the sly, badmouthing President Trump? Is he going to answer and go, oh, no, no, this is just about Afghanistan? I don't know. But you got uh, Josh Hawley, the senator from Minnesota, is a bomb thrower. And Rick Scott, senator from Florida, Marsha Blackburn, senator from Tennessee. They're not going to give Millie a pass. So we're going to cover it tomorrow. Big time cover. Give you a heads up. Also tomorrow on this program, Herschel Walker running for Senate from Georgia. Uh, A uh, football great, as you probably know. He will be right here. Interesting uh, little survey here on if you don't have any skills or any education and you want a good job to earn a lot of money, where can you go? So the interview guys, um, that's a website. It's a job and career website, the interview guys. They say that you can earn about 60 grand being a fitness instructor or a plumber. I think you can earn more in the Northeast being a plumber. I don't know about the fitness instructors. Also, you can earn about 60 grand being a pipe fitter or a steam fitter, but you got to have some skill there, guys. That's something you walk into. Insurance agent, uh, refrigeration mechanics, about 50000 That's from the interview guys. This day in history, September 27, 1964, the Warren Commission report released 57 years ago. And it said that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in assassinating President John F. Kennedy. So as a 10-month investigation, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Earl Warren, was in charge. Um, Congressman Gerald Ford on the commission. I talked to Ford about it. Um, and the commission said, oh, it was just Oswald. Don't worry about it. Now, the commission did not want to find out the real story. Why? Because it would have embarrassed the FBI and the CIA. Because they did things, both agencies, both federal agencies, that they shouldn't have done. But they did not help Lee Harvey Oswald. So the Warren Commission didn't want to know the truth. But I did, and Martin Dugard did, and we wrote a book called Killing Kennedy. And in that book is the absolute truth about what happened to President Kennedy, and we back it up with never-before-seen FBI documents. So if you really want to know, 
killing Kennedy. Anyway, the Warren Commission report issued 57 years ago today. Quick break, a lot of mail, and I'll tell you about my unbelievable trip to Boston over the weekend and a final thought. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's get to the mail. Andrew Shaw, Manhattan, Kansas. O'Reilly, I'm not sure how 43% of America could still support President Biden. I understand its ideology, but how can anybody be satisfied with the situation on the border, situation in Afghanistan? Uh, It's ideology. That's it. Okay, and it's never Trumpism. Never, never Trump. Paul, concierge member on the message board. It's crystal clear to me that the Biden administration doesn't look at the border as a disaster. The situation is going exactly as they want it to go. I disagree, Paul. It is a disaster for Biden. And we cited the Harris Harvard poll. It's going to hurt Biden. Oran Fellman, San Diego. Hey, Bill, tonight President Trump read some interesting stats from the recent Arizona election audit. All right. Can you comment? No, I can't with any authority at all. So what I understand is that the audit showed that uh, in Maricopa County, that's Phoenix, largest county in Arizona, that Biden won, but even more votes, a few hundred more. I'm not getting involved with any of this until it gets into the legal system, because it's a he said, she said, it'll never be resolved. You get into the court system, then I'll take a hard look, because that's under deposition and all that. Tom, as much as I like Trump's policy, his inability to take criticism and just let it die is his Achilles heel, makes everything about himself. That's a huge weakness. Betty, I am sending your new column to my grandson at Stanford, smart, able, but brainwashed. My column called The Rules on BillOReilly.com, must read. I hope you guys take the time. Thomas O'Lear, Getzville, Michigan. I disagree with you about the job of the Pope O'Reilly. His number one job is to protect the teaching of the church and feed the the poor in spirit with the word and the body and blood of Christ. Thomas, let me just remind you about the Beatitudes. Okay, if you're a theologian, if you're into Jesus, and Jesus is the Catholic Church, Got to know the Beatitudes. I'm right about the Pope. William Boyles, Russell Springs, Kentucky, has COVID affected the homeless community? How would anybody know? They're not classified as homeless when they come into the uh, hospital, to the emergency room. They give an address where they grew up, whatever. They don't study homeless people. Miriam Moriani, Big Bear Lake, California. Loved your thought of the day, Bill, suggesting everybody take a 10-minute walk 
when we feel overwhelmed. I did that, but I also ate an entire bar of chocolate. Miriam, you got to watch that chocolate. That sugar. Got to watch it. I'm telling everybody. Lisa McCree, Paramus, New Jersey. Bill, just want to let you know I bought a couple of packs of the new bumper stickers. Let's show them. Can't wait to hand them out to everyone. <laughs> You'll be popular, Lisa, in some quarters. Others, not so much. Sharon Lizette, Weed, California. Mr. Riley, just want to say that your customer service on BillOReilly.com are the best. They are. And I'm glad you like our service. Pamela Griggs of Phoenix. Just want to let you know how much I appreciate your reporting, O'Reilly. You were always my mother's favorite. Mom always knows best. That mom. Patty Galaccio, Farmingdale, New York, here on Long Island. We watch the No Spin News faithfully. Thank you for bringing the truth to the American people. I have taken your suggestion and started our Christmas shopping. That's big. They're running out of stuff. Got to start it now. Those ships can't get into the ports. And the Biden administration doing zero as usual. So our marketing campaign for the Trump O'Reilly History Shows began today in Florida and Texas. And we hope you guys get tickets because they're going to go fast. Um, VIP is already sold out. And go to BillOReilly.com. We'll link you right over the box office. Word of the day, do not be mawkish. Do not be mawkish from writing to us. In a moment, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, my Boston trip over the weekend. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Again, a reminder, Herschel Walker here tomorrow. Final photos up in Boston for the Yankee Red Sox game. It was amazing. But here's the thing. I worked in Boston at the CBS and ABC affiliates, and I went to school at Boston U and Harvard, as many of you know. So that's my second home up there. And a lot of people in Boston and New England think I'm from Boston, but I'm from New York. And there's a rivalry, a very healthy rivalry, between New York and Boston. But when I went to Fenway yesterday, I was was hoping there wasn't going to be any brawls like there was in Kansas City yesterday for the football game and, you know, San Francisco and L.A., the Dodgers-Giants, is punch-outs all the time. I got to tell you, there were a lot of Yankee fans at Fenway. And everybody was nice to everybody. Had a lot of laughs. Now, I can't root. I mean, I'm in the middle here. I love Boston. I love New York. But the games were unbelievable. Giancarlo Stanton. I was sitting. I had great seats. That rocket that he hit 450 feet, I was like this. We have liftoff. And then last night, he hits a 440-foot. Now, Boston's not out of it. 
is going to be a, a very, very good playoff series. So I'm walking around um, Beantown, and they got mask mandates everywhere. Any place you want to go, you got to wear that mask. Here in New York, we don't have that, okay? Um, that you can go certain places. You can't go to a restaurant, a gym. There's a whole bunch of lists. But in the working neighborhoods of Boston and Southie and other places, nobody's wearing a mask. But you go to Cambridge, oh, they got masks all over the place. And, and you Cambridge people, smoking pot at 9 a.m. in Harvard Square, mm, no, no. If you know somebody who's smoking pot at 9 a.m., you got to give them a little help. But Cambridge, that's Harvard, it's the woke capital of the world. And Massachusetts, Boston is woke. You know, it's woke. Now, I mock them and, you know, all of that. But then I go to Somerville and not a lot of mess, even though you have to have it. It's, you know, very stringent up there. All in all, I had a fantastic time up there. A big hi to everybody who was so nice to me. And uh, my son goes, Dad, you're going to have to wear a hat and glasses when you go out. I said, no, I want to talk to them. I want to talk to the folks. And uh, we just had a blast. We'll see you tomorrow.